0: Prayer is the bedrock of our relationship with God. Without prayer, we're just a group of people meeting together to have a good sing-song. Because we do have some great hymns, and they are nice to sing, and they're good to sing. But unless we're aware of God's presence through prayer, then that's all we're doing. So we need to be thinking about that. God thought it important enough to restore our prayer relationship with him after the fall of Adam that he sent his one and only son to die an horrendous death on a barbaric cross to redeem our sins. That's how much he loves us. He wanted that relationship back and he was prepared to go through that in order to do it. So, to pray, what does it mean? The dictionary tells us it is to ask very earnestly to make supplication and to worship, honour, respect, adore, glorify and idolise. And we need to do all of that for our God who did so much for us. It's our communication channel to God. Prayer transcends the physical because it connects with the spiritual realm that is God. Prayer is our number one form of personal communion and fellowship with God. Most importantly, prayer needs to come from the heart. Only then are we in true communion with God. It's how we express the contents of our heart and our soul to God. If we truly want to commune with God, then we must have a disposition of prayer. Some of you know that I meet with John on a regular basis to talk about various things, and to fellowship together. Various things happening in the church, I would add, not the latest football school. Every time we meet, we open and close in prayer. And as soon as we have discussed something or talked together, we pray about it. Not later, but there and then. I used to do the same thing with Teddy. When he was around, Teddy had a real disposition for prayer and would pray at every opportunity that he could so we have a disposition for prayer and we hope that our example will encourage you to have the same disposition i want to encourage each one of us to have a disposition for prayer it will enrich our personal lives it will enrich the life of the church and it will bring us individually and as a church into a closer relationship with god i'm sure that we all pray as individuals well there's something special about when we come together corporately to pray God seems to bring a special blessing to those times for individuals and for the church. We need to do it more, and I know that John has prayer events planned for next year already. One thing that has been said many times here at NCF is that we shouldn't and don't need to come to God with a shopping list of our desires. God tells in the Bible that he will provide for all our needs. Those of you that know Lynn and I know that over 30 years ago now we came to a stage where at 4 o'clock in the morning we reached a point where we could go no further in our own strength in the situation we were in. We got onto our knees and prayed to God to deal with the situation because we couldn't. In return we graciously said we would serve him the best of our abilities for the rest of our lives. It was a huge turning point in our lives And we have tried to keep that promise ever since. We have failed on occasions, not surprisingly, and had to ask God for forgiveness. But he has never let us down. He has provided for, and I am confident will continue to provide for, all of our needs. Our prayer should be more about listening to God and responding to his leading. As I've already said, our prayers need to be from the heart. It needs to be honest. God knows your thoughts, so lies don't wash with him. It needs to be sincere. God can spot hypocrisy from a mile away. It needs to be candid. There's no point in beating about the bush. God knows where you're heading, so you may as well start there. We need to pray also out of a desire to interact with God and not out of obligation or desperate need. Too many people treat prayer as a life raft that they launch every time they're in trouble. And once that crisis is over, stow it away again until next time. God, in his grace and mercy, may well answer such a prayer. But it's not what he wants from a prayer relationship with us. Perhaps most importantly, we need to pray with respect for whom God is. We shouldn't go to God demanding that he do this or that as if he had to do what we say. Because he doesn't. God is not your servant to meet your demands. He is the creator of all things, including you. He knew you in your mother's womb even before you were created. He is the holy, omnipotent God who deserves your respect. And if he hadn't allowed you free will, could justifiably demand your total respect. Our confidence should be in what the Sovereign God has said and done, and not what we think we can make him do, since we can't actually make God do anything. Prayer is also an act of worship, praise and fellowship with our Heavenly Father. As such, it's possible to pray pretty much anywhere we are, We don't need to limit it to formal times and places or set wordings. We can pray in the car with our eyes open if we're driving. In the garden, at work or at school. They don't need to be long, carefully constructed prayers. They can be just a few words. Someone once said, as you pray more, the more you will want to pray. Because you will see God answering prayers and you will feel closer to God through prayer. And he will bless you because of your faithfulness in prayer. A totally win-win situation. Has prayer got the priority in your life that it should? Or does it get pushed to one side? More tangible things taking its place. As a Christian, prayer together with Bible study, as John shared with us last week, when he looked at the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word, should be the two highest priorities, because these are our communication channels with God. Through them, he can give us direction and purpose, draw us closer to him, and pour out blessings upon both us individually and as a church. None of us is perfect, far from it. And as I've been preparing this sermon, I've been reminded that sometimes when Christians call a prayer meeting, as I said earlier, and this is no reflection on what happens here at NCF. They sometimes spend so much time talking about it that there's little left time or even time left to actually pray. We've been looking at Ephesians 6, as you know, for the last few weeks. And in Ephesians 6, Paul tells us in the message, in the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. And don't forget to pray for me. Pray that I'll know what to say and have the courage to say it at the right time. Telling the mystery to one and all. The message that I, jailbird preacher that I am, I'm responsible for getting out few things to note in there. Ongoing warfare. It's not a one-off. It's not something you can do today and then forget tomorrow. It's an ongoing warfare that we have in this life. Pray hard and long. Yes, it's good to sometimes throw up an arrow prayer when it's needed. But we need to constantly pray. We need to pray continually. Pray for your brothers and sisters. We need to encourage one another keeping each other's spirits up, as it says here, so that no one falls behind or drops out. You don't know what your prayer for your brother or sister will achieve. You don't know what their situation is at any particular time. And just those few words that you say to them may be the difference between them coming to church next week and continuing in their faith and thinking, oh, I've had enough of this. You don't know the effect that the words that God puts on your heart to bring to somebody can have. If you've got more time, I could give you a a real brilliant testimony about how that happened to me once, and the effect on the person was amazing, and I knew nothing about their circumstances at all. But we need to pray for each other, and uphold each other in prayer, and encourage one another. And when you think that someone's done something good, it doesn't necessarily have to be the preacher up here, it could be anything could be the way somebody's prepared the tea and poured it out for you. You This tea's just right. Anything that's of service to God. A little word of encouragement makes a huge difference. Don't forget to pray for me. I've heard some people say, I don't like having prayer for me or asking for prayer for me. Why not? You've got problems the same as everybody else has. And if you feel it's right for somebody to pray with you, please Just go alongside them and say, can you just pray for me? It's not wrong to ask for prayer for yourself in the right circumstances. We need to pray for each other, to encourage each other, to say and to speak out boldly. It's a theme that's been going through what we've been hearing over the last few weeks. We need to speak out God's word boldly, probably no more so than in the times that we're in at the moment, because there's so much stuff going on which is wrong and which is, I don't understand it. So we need to be bold in speaking out the Christian message to those around us at this particular time. So with all of that in mind, I've asked various people to pray for us and with us in certain areas over this morning. And we're going to intersperse, as I said earlier, these sessions with hymns. So, let's get started and see where God takes us.